I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the only show on the internet that takes place entirely within a quarantine zone. I'm Sebastian. <laughs> is that not true? <laughs> I, I, I want to go home, Seb. <laughs> you can't. You're stuck here for 14 days. I want to go home. I, I wish it was 14 business days because I like the idea that the coronavirus <laughs> takes the two weekend. weeks off. <laughs> you go to the beach, chill out, yeah. <laughs> live it up, guys. Well, I'm glad that we have nearly a quarter of a bowl of cashews to share between us for the next fortnight. Yeah, that's all you guys get. <laughs> Everything in the fridge is mine. I'm Andy Schossler, hello. I am eating cashews. I'm Alex. I feel like someone needs to track down the coronavirus's uh, like homophobic tweets from 10 years ago so that it can just be cancelled. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm Jordan. Oh my goodness. So Australia's on fire, but this time not literally. <laughs> Like it was before. Well, if you if you listen to the uh, to the hype, apparently Australia's bowels are on fire. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> so next week we'll be back to like proper, you know, pop culture content and all that. Maybe if we run short, we'll sprinkle some in today, but don't count on it. This is our all coronavirus special. <laughs> <laughs> because living in Australia got really weird lately and we think it's worth a chat. What is going on? People are losing their damn minds over a flu. No. Yep. Like if you get the coronavirus, there's a 98% chance you're going to live. So far, we we don't know the long-term effects. It's a completely new strain. Just like true. climate change, right? What? No. <laughs> On topic. <laughs> On topic. Uh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, risk, the high-risk people are like the 70-pluses, the 80-pluses, people that are under like the age of Probably five or six. Probably on their way out anyway. It's yeah. And people with... Um, just current you know, conditions, unmanaged diabetes is one of the prevalent ones as, like specifically. But if you've already got like, you know, you know, immunocompromised like HIV or AIDS, yeah, it's going to fuck you up you know, pretty much. But effectively, if you're in that massive median range of above the age of six and below the age of 70 and not sick, it's a flu. That's pretty much the safe version of it, I think. I'm, I'm really I'm bringing it down. Like the, the quarantine stuff, like at this particular brand, like, just stay home and don't spread it around so we can get a hold on it. Yeah, so the current thing is for self-isolation for 14 days. If you suspect that you have come in contact with somebody who may have had it or have come from one of the regions that has had it. As of recording, there's like 70 cases in Australia, which is more than you'll find in 20 supermarkets worth of individual toilet rolls. It's, seven, <laughs> it's 70 more than we had a fortnight ago. 
Yes, uh, no, absolutely. Italy declared a state of emergency when they had two cases mm-hmm. uh, back in late December, I think. Well, no, early January. Because it's such a long but incubation. We're still, we're still good. It's, it's chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's such a long incubation period of you know 10 days or 11 days or something that you're contagious for all that time and you, sh- and you show no symptoms. Yeah. Some people continue not to show any symptoms even even after they've long after they've been infected. So I'm going to debunk a couple of things here. I'm not a doctor. That's, that's the first that's thing. That's not I'm a debunk. Debunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's just an admission. The <laughs> advice being given out, though, is in Australia at least by the Australian government. Please get your flu shots, not because they're going to help with the coronavirus. That's not how that works. But they don't want bitches not getting getting the flu and then coming in to get checked up, clogging up the systems already. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you're probably going to get the flu anyway before now and the end of the I, year because you will. Literally, <laughs> for the first time in a couple of years last year, got the flu shot. And still got the flu. Oh, I can explain this. Is that Different not the strands. point? Yeah. No, yeah. No. It's not the point. Doesn't, isn't it like when you get like a shot, like it essentially gives you the thing like slightly? Yeah, I'm not going to get a shot for rabies and expect to get rabies. <laughs> like <laughs> You should. It, it trains your body to develop the antibodies yeah. to right. fight off the virus. Yes, exactly. Should it? It's a very yeah. minuscule amount. With the flu shots, what happens is a bunch of research goes into it every year to see which strains are sort of prevalent. It's region to region. If I get a flu shot in Australia or a flu shot in the US, they're completely different flu shots. Mm -hmm. A, because different governments have done the research, but it's also based on the regions. They may say in Australia, these are the five most common flus that are currently going around that will probably be the ones. Doesn't mean they're right. I believe it was two years ago, there was a massive influx of a flu that was a specific flu strain that was specifically not included in the shot because they just didn't think it would be an issue. And then it ended up being like 60% of their cases that year. Um, so it is kind of like, it's like meteorology. Like we think this is what the weather's yeah. going to be like tomorrow, but literally anything could happen. Yeah. And they like, this is a, it's a educated guess in a cell. I guess it's probably a bit harsh, but it is effectively. Here's a stab at what we think you're going to need it for. And ah, stab. the plus side is for those five strains that you were given, you probably won't get those ones. So you do have yeah. less of a chance, but if you know strain number six comes along, you, yeah, you got nothing. Yeah. But they, Which yeah. is what happened. <laughs> so they're recommending do get it if you're, in, if you're into those things, just so you can clog up the systems a little bit less. Because if it does hit here in a big way, obviously things are going to be stretched out as they are resource-wise, and they don't actually want to deal dealing with Actual flus, if that's the case, because yeah, big whoop. Want to fight about it? No, you won't <laughs> want to because you'll be very sick. But people have responded to the media reports of <clears throat> the spreading of coronavirus and the con- uh, two confirmed deaths, one confirmed death, two or three in Australia, in Australia yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. There was another one today, which I think may have bumped it up to three, but yeah, maybe not. But once again, it was an eighty-year-old man. So I'm yeah. not saying he had a good run, don't get me wrong, but my point is he's in that high-risk area. Yeah. Um, but the population in general has responded by going down to their local supermarket and purchasing all the pasta and, and rice and toilet paper that they could find. How do you feel about personal anecdotes? Yeah, I got, absolutely. I've got two for you. Yeah, go for it. Go for <laughs> I was visiting my father the other day. So Jess just started a new job. And this new job sent her like 30 pages of questions that they wanted answered before her first day. She already got the job, but it was okay. just so they could, her boss could see like some strategy shit. So oh, we, okay. we flashed by my dad because my dad works in HR just to be like, this is her answers. Are we all sweet? Anything you could suggest? He was fine with it. No issues. That's fine. Continued on. But when we were leaving, dad's like, oh, check out this. Brings me downstairs. He has specifically purchased a brand new freezer that is bigger than my fridge. <laughs> 
and it is filled with what I've best described as a Noah's Ark of creatures. <laughs> there is so much fucking meat in this thing. And then he brought me over and he has five big plastic chests that you would use for like storage that are just filled with rice, pasta, sauce, beans, everything. And I'm like, cool. So your plan is to not leave the house for three months. <laughs> um, your dad is well on his way to being a doomsday prepper. Yeah, it was... I've always said to my wife before all this shit, like when we when we you know finally build a house rather than the one that we're in now, I do want a big walk-in pantry because I want to be able to stock it full of shit. Because so, I don't want to have to be like, I'm cooking dinner, I need some rice, I'm gonna go down and buy. I should you should have. I like having like the staples just there. So part of me wants to just have that stuff, not because of this shit, but in general, like I would love to have just the basics. You know, you know, I go and buy a you know a ten kilo bag of rice every six months. Probably actually probably less than that. Um, but just seeing my dad freak out and do that was strange. It sucks, man, because like the a lot of the panic is obviously coming from the way that the media is treating it as well. And when you have people go out and like panic buy all these essential items, it just turn, like makes things really difficult for like low income earners who like they rely on that. Like yep. they need to be able to buy that cheap food to live. But it's not it's not like they've depleted the supply. It's just they took everything off the shelves before the supermarkets mm. had a chance to replenish them. My, yeah. my so local Bullworths <coughs> had no toilet paper for three days straight. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes up yeah. a lot of space. It's very light, but it takes up a lot of yeah. space. So on the delivery trucks, uh, you're going to prioritise you know, fruits and vegetables and other heavier things, and you're going to have some toilet paper, but not enough to replenish everything that yeah. was bought out the day before. So my oh sorry, Doris. Yep. I, so I actually work in one of these supermarket chains, and um, so Saturday morning. Um, so l- let me start on uh, Wednesday when all the toilet paper started le- like <laughs> vanishing from the shelves. Um, as soon as it was all bought out, um, I had people coming up to the service desk where I'm situated. Excuse me, when are you getting more toilet paper? Well, we expect deliveries every day, so check back tomorrow. Um, that night, the load didn't actually get delivered because mm. of some uh, warehouse issue or something. So nothing there. <laughs> um, same thing happened on Friday night. The load didn't get in until like 7.30 that morning. Mm. Hilarious because on <laughs> Friday night, after all the toilet paper had um, disappeared... Will you be getting a load in tonight? Well, probably. Okay, what time do you open in the morning? Seven o'clock, like every other Saturday. It's actually written on the wall as you walk in. Yep. <laughs> um, so I opened See, the, the store. coronavirus also impinged your ability to read. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Common sense out the window. Um, so seven o'clock, there's probably about 30 people waiting to get into my store. Wow. Sweet Jesus. Um, and they all run in and... It was at this point that I realised my day was going to be horrible <laughs> because um, the shelf being empty is my fault. Personally, my fault. Yeah, you fucked up. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I apparently am the one in control of How dare you deliveries not anticipate my needs and have the <laughs> yeah. exact amount that I require right? in the back of the shop. So... Yeah, that, that pretty much spent my entire day yesterday saying, well, we were expecting a load yesterday. It didn't come. Hopefully it'll be here. It came about 7.30, and um, as soon as they started bringing it out, <laughs> oh. people were like just 
hounding on them, like uh, ripping the plastic <laughs> off the things, <laughs> and um, I just and I, so there's why also like been why a is it toilet paper? A toilet paper of all like, things. Why right? wouldn't you be like bulk know. buying hand sanitizer? Or you know what, which Panadol, which is made in China and unsupplied. <laughs> Panadol's literally made in China. That's the other thing, yeah. like, and it's helpful for a flu. Yeah, it's a thing, like. <laughs> Have to be like more than half of like the actual toilet paper suppliers for this country would be within this country. Yeah. So like, you think so? why? Yeah, like surely. I think I think I read somewhere like seven out of eight. It's like seven are here, and there's one in New Zealand. Like yeah. so, if there's no toilet paper, they're just gonna make some more. Like it's <laughs> not like it's gonna stop. Like you know toilet paper's not going anywhere. It's yeah, and um, so so I kid you not, it was by. Lunch day, and like we had probably three times the um, load size of our toilet paper come in. So like normally we'd get, say, a pallet and a half. We literally had like maybe six or seven. Jesus, yep. <laughs> hey, just of toilet paper, and the guy. I used to just, work at the store like Alex did, and I got to hear easiest pallet to, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking throwing shit into the shell. It's so it's it's a nice <laughs> job to do. It's just like here's your paper, go put it on. Literally, one of the front displays was just the. 12 pack of Quilton that had two of the guys. One was literally just there ripping open the thing and passing the ones to the guy who was stacking them there. And then people were just taking the ones off that they had just put Jeez. there. And they were, we limited four per customer. I Which think heaps, mind you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When you're looking at 24 packs of toilet paper or whatever, that is a heap of toilet paper that you're probably not going to need. Yeah. And the uh, that's like months worth of toilet yeah, paper. Well, you're eventually months. going to need it. And yeah, can, sure. <laughs> can I just say, devil's advocate, if you're going to bulk buy any item at all, something that water, well, no, something <laughs> that isn't perishable, like you know, toilet paper or detergents or things like that, they don't spoil. So if you can get it at a good sure. price, it kind of makes sense to <laughs> stockpile it. No, no, I mean, no, no you're not wrong. Like, you're not wrong. Yeah, just, I was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was saying on, on another podcast just today, because of course we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> the same situation. Um, I at one time had a four year supply of garbage bags just because there were like 20 bags to, to a roll or 25 bags to a roll. I only used one a week, really. I was, I was living on my own and they were going for like 50 cents each. So I bought like 20 rolls. They didn't even take up that much space, but I didn't need to buy garbage bags for another oh, four years. I did the same thing with Costco yeah. for garbage it bags. It doesn't spoil. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I did it at yeah. Costco, so I had choice of I'm buying garbage bags for a year or I'm not buying garbage bags. <laughs> <laughs> the, the difference is you're one person doing that. Sure, there might have been a couple of other people, but it's no, not know, every single person coming no. in specifically for that one thing to get four big giant fucking bags of the same I, thing. I understand that, but, but but I'm just saying at an individual level, it's not ridiculous to stockpile toilet paper. No, no exactly. But to hear a news report that- uh, People are fighting each other over them. That the other places in, in the world where coronavirus has, has hit, they have had to implement some quarantine measures. So it, it's, you know, maybe not likely, but certainly possible that it will, that it will happen here. For your first response to be okay, oh, I need fuck, I gotta buy rice, paper. <laughs> rice and toilet paper. <laughs> Very optimistic people who think they're going to have a reliable water and electricity yeah. supply yeah. the whole time, <laughs> but they'll be very, very consistently shitting for <laughs> for two weeks. Hey, look, we we also live in this golden age of 
you can get anything delivered to your house. Yeah. And still people are lining up at 7 o'clock in the morning to buy ridiculous amounts of something that they could just... Can't a drone you know. bring me toilet paper these days? Oh, look. <laughs> I'm sure Amazon is on to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's just stupid. It's terrible. If only uh, I'd had the foresight to invest in Quilton like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yes. well, See, I do feel bad for them because they're probably like rolling around in money right now. And the then other, as soon as, like, give it a couple of weeks and yeah. the soul dies off, they're going to be like, oh, fuck. See, that's the other thing. Like, Nobody I've, needs toilet paper <laughs> for the next six months. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's got all the toilet paper they need so, and their no, sales no. are going to suffer so badly no. for it. All the boomers have all the toilet paper. It'll be the regular Joes that just, you know. Keep I'm, them in business. Yeah. Yeah, nobody <laughs> the, shake anybody's hand for the rest <laughs> of the year. Yeah, yeah. So um, I work in travel insurance. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I specifically work in the medical department. So if you're sick while you're overseas, my team deals with you. That's it. Our claims team, however, and our sales team, for the past, since Italy closed its borders specifically on the north, in northern Italy, they have been getting absolutely pelted with calls for people either cancelling their policies or make, trying to make a claim for okay. their policies. I can't go into the details because I, I don't want to. I'm not going to name where I work for and all that shit. But our claims team went from an average of about, two, well, depending on the day, it's always different, but between two to 400 calls a day to four to 6,000 calls a day. <laughs> and it's been like that for the last two weeks nonstop. <laughs> I called through to claims to have a chat with one of them at four past seven in the morning. And I was on hold for quite a bit, got through, and she was like, we have 80 calls in queue and we've been open for four minutes. Oh. Um, they had people, no joke, on hold, hadn't spoken to a person yet, just on hold to speak to the first person for five hours. Oh my fucking God. Mind you, you can, you can make a claim online. Picture like 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> but they want to talk. So they're because getting- everybody wants to feel special. Everyone is special, you know, right? As someone who works in a call center, that hurts my soul. Do you have like one of those <laughs> wallboard screens that yeah. lights up red? Yeah. It's rarely, got, rarely ever over 20 minutes Yeah, that someone's waiting. We have like, oh, just wait. Just wait until <laughs> and, until some some water plant or- Wait or until the coronavirus <laughs> gets into our water, then I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> well, that raises a point. So I've got friends that live in Japan and they're, they're coming back to Australia- they're meant to be leaving in the next three weeks to return back. They've been living there for a couple of years and who knows what's going to happen because as of the weekend, Cathay Pacific has cancelled all flights in and out of Japan for the next, uh, from the 13th to the 30th is their mm-hmm. interim close period, but obviously they'll probably yeah. push that back a bit more. They're not flying with Cathay Pacific, but the fact is a major airline saying we're not going to Japan anymore. Well, they're not going to be the only one as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they might be in a bit of trouble. But the toilet paper panic for us started about a week ago, I'd say. It's been about seven days or so. Wednesday. Wednesday? Definitively. Okay. I got a message from them saying that all the toilet paper at all the stores they have gone to has been bought out over and over and over again about three weeks ago. Mm. So it started in Japan a bit earlier, but Japan is the third or sorry, the fourth most hit country at the moment. They're like 2,000 cases, I think, or so. But sorry, just to butt in there. Japan and say South Korea, they're actually testing a lot more people. So, of course, their rates are going to be high. Like, if we all went in, like, everyone in Australia, I'm sure we'd have thousands of cases too, but not everyone Maybe. here is going to be tested. Maybe. Well, uh, I've interesting stats I'm going to go through in a second because I thought this is just a great damnation of the Italian healthcare system. But, so, all the toilet paper was being bought up. And I was like, that's really weird because I've never, when I was there and from their experience as well, I've n- I never saw a toilet in Japan that wasn't a bidet. Okay. I know you need both. I get yep. that you want both because you don't want to be walking around with wet butt. But let's be clear, <laughs> every toilet 
cleans you. And they were still panic buying toilet paper. And I said, are they concerned that it's going to infect the water supply? Is that a genuine concern of there? And like, no, there's bottled water everywhere still. No one's panic buying bottled water there, just toilet paper. And it was like about three weeks ahead of us, which is really strange. Yeah. And Japan makes even less sense than here because our toilets don't do that shit. I don't, I don't get the response either. I mean, if if you're quarantined, right, walking around with, uh, you know, an unclean butt is not the worst thing that can happen to you. You're at home, so at least you can lie down. You know, Assu- Assumably your home has a shower. Have a shower straight yeah. after, yeah. I mean, who isn't doing that anyway? Wait, you specifically, own, you go to the bathroom and then have a shower after every single time? If, if I'm not working, right? Yep. I will wait to have a shower until after I've gone to the toilet. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. So, Japan's panicking, but rightfully so, I would debate, compared to other countries, because they're, they're in the top fours mm. of infected rate, which, by the way, is still like 80,000 in China and 2,000 in Japan. So it's obviously- and climbing. I mean, it hasn't plateaued or anything yet. It's still Every still now rising. and then for a couple of days, it does plateau or even go down a little bit, and then it kind of bounces back up, so- it is but what that, it is. But that's also a consequence of how it's being reported. Yes. And China's not exactly the most reliable Correct. Of, of, sure. of governments for their for their reporting. So I was going through some of the stats and I found this very interesting. So China's the number one most infected country. Then it's South Korea. Mm-hmm. Then it was Italy and Iran. I forget which order. They were very close. They were like two, 300 off each other, yep. which is in the meaning thing. Also, Japan must be been fifth then. So- Italy, no, Italy was fourth. This was what was interesting. So South Korea had 4,000 or so more infected than Italy. Yeah? South Korea's death rate at the time was 44 deaths. Italy, that had 4,000 less, had a death rate after like 250 or something. Because the Italian healthcare system is a hunk of shit. I will <laughs> fight you all on that. No, that's not necessarily the case because it depends entirely on reporting standards. Like for a, there was a there is a policy in China that if you haven't been diagnosed as having had coronavirus and you die, you're not reported and not investigated for the cause of death, whether or not it was coronavirus. You're just not included in those statistics because you were never diagnosed. Okay, I guess that makes so it it's easier not to then have people testing dead people because it's done. Yeah. So yeah. just just having those numbers is not in itself an accurate representation of. How deadly it is. How do you feel about personal anecdotes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I share this on a new world order. Is this a rerun? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just to, to bury the Italian health care system, my grandfather is 85, 86 years old. He is the oldest of 12 siblings. He's the only one that left Italy. He came to Australia when my dad was four, I think he was. So he's okay. been here for quite some time now. He's the only one that's alive. Right. All of his younger right. siblings die between 30 and 60 from various diseases <laughs> in Italy. That your grandfather survived. That my grandfather has survived. <laughs> and my grandfather, don't get me wrong, he's 86, 80, what is that? He's, he's old, he's got um, Parkinson's is starting to settle in from him. Like he's not healthy, yeah. but he's, he's going. And the fact is he was the oldest to begin with and now the oldest right. by default right. because the Italian healthcare system <laughs> is just awful. Mm. We deal with people that have to go to public hospitals in Italy. In Australia, you get a, there's a reciprocal healthcare act between us and like nine other nations, which means you go through whatever those nations are, they're public systems and you'll be treated for free like you're on Medicare here. 
New Zealand's one of them, pretty much the entire UK, actually yeah. it is the entire UK, um, like some random Scandinavian yeah. countries as well. Italy is the odd one out on this list. For some reason, if you go, if you're you know Australian and you go to an Italian public hospital, they'll treat you for free. So I, and that's where we direct most of our guys to. The treatment though is generally terrible. <laughs> Um, which is always fun. Um, they don't really have nurses What's wrong? so much. Uh, I've got a broken finger. Oh, which one? This one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, that one. Oh, what does it hurt? My, my finger. My broken <laughs> finger. Um, so also, I'm not shocked with the idea of Italy having less and having more deaths because they, I just don't think they know what they're doing. So you said they don't have nurses. Yeah, so they do have nurses by role, but effectively the tra- culturally, they would expect if you're in hospital that your mother would come and, tend to your you know, everyday needs <laughs> while you're there. Okay. Yes. So we have a lot of customers that go there that obviously aren't bringing their parents or anything because why would they do that? And yeah, a lot of this, their day-to-day stuff that the nurse will give assistance with just does not happen. Right. Yeah. And I know that the doctors are also there, but they're very hands-off as well. There's very like hierarchical that like the doctors won't talk to certain people because why would I talk to you? I'm a doctor. Um, so that's the Italian healthcare system in a thing. That's in crazy, nutshell, dude. Which is why I assume that uh, there probably is a lot of deaths because you're all shit at your jobs. <laughs> I'm going to go deal with my dogs that are wrestling. Someone else, please take the reins. Well, what more can be said about COVID-19? I mean, it, does, it does have its upsides. I mean, I'm, it's giving me better deals than travel agents. I bought a flight to New Zealand for 300 bucks return the other day. Oh, really? Like, yeah, no one wants to travel at the moment. So it's just like crazy flight deals and a chance you might die. What more could you want? Hey, look, the chance is very slim. Like, <laughs> wash your hands. Yeah, that's pretty much get what it comes soap, down to. Get some warm water, wash your hands. Yeah. Or wash and your mouth out too. Yeah, you I mean, if, boy. if you're going to sneeze, sneeze into your coat. Yeah. I assume, it was, I assume it was a joke, but I saw an article the other day that was like the rate of people actually washing their hands after using the bathroom has increased, like in public bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I don't know how they'd be studying that, but I feel like it's probably correct, joke or not. I think all those statistics of only thirty percent of men wash their hands or something is just bullshit. You've never just you've never gone to like wash your hands in the bathrooms and just seen like a bunch of guys just walk out and not do it though. I see that all the time. Yeah, that's super oh, yeah. common. It's, it's common like everywhere I go. Yeah. We've got at work. I try, I, I try and time it so I never, you know, I'm I'm never at at the sink or or, yeah. or in a stall As ne- do I, next but to it's, anybody. It's unavoidable anyway. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if got I, one of those, if, like, I, if I hear them get up, I will wait until they're out before I get out of the cubicle. <laughs> You'd be great at stealth games. <laughs> it's just awkward too. I know. You know yeah. I know what he did. He knows what I did. We may as well it's not mad. have to look in each other's eyes. Mutually yeah. assured sure destruction, isn't it? It's all love and war. Um, we've got one of those like hand sanitizer pumps at work, and my freaking like the guy that runs that apartment every day is like, how, like when he walks in, "Good morning, everyone. Who's washed their hands today?" <laughs> Bring it around, and he has like little lines, and it's like, if this doesn't go down three centimeters oh, every geez. day you're all in trouble well, <laughs> i literally work with nurses and yeah. some of the managers that will they would assist with repatriations and we're still doing this right. out of certain countries at the moment so they'll be flying over to you know africa and grabbing someone from there and bringing them back home and all that so they're going into airports and stuff so depending on where they go if like for example we can't go into china because there's a travel there's a travel ban on there for example but um we had a Is guy that at, at a government level there's just travel restrictions. At least, for, at least at a corporate level, we're not doing anything. I'm, okay. Yeah. Um, we have to get like permission from like the head of the company in a different country to even to go into Japan at the moment and parts of Italy. Right. Um, which normally we could just do in our own office, but we actually have to defer to like the head head of the company in Europe. Wow. Just so they can say, yeah, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. So it's gotten super red tapey at the moment. Um, 
But we've got like somebody that's on holidays in Taiwan and we're debating the merits. Should they go into two weeks of isolation? Because Taiwan's not technically China, but it depends on who you yeah. ask if it's China. Yeah. Um, but they're within the region as well. Um, yeah, it's all fun. Because I'm, I'm one of those nerdy dickheads. I'm part of the workplace health safety team, which all in all does nothing in a corporate environment. Like there's no, there's no, there's no swinging beams. There's no electrical cords that are like you know, in water or anything. And normally we just focus on mental health because that's realistically the biggest risk that happens in a corporate workspace. Right. But now it's this fucking Corona thing. So we have to like, we're going to go through and what, what are all the procedures for even just shutdowns? Like what happens if one day the government says CBD's closed? There's going to be... A, a massive economic fallout that is yeah. that is oh, yeah. still coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually it's weird. I'm get ready to buy your next house. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. No. I'm not even the only thing I'm worried about is my grandparents because they are old. That I don't think there are any risks because of where they are. I've specifically just because I work with people that travel in and out of the country. I just haven't seen them for a couple of weeks because why right. take the risk just in case? But apart from them, it's all just really interesting to me because I know personally I'm not at. I mean, if I get a flu, oh, do you fucking do whatever. Like it's it's so low stakes for me that it's kind of just interesting seeing all the societal changes that are happening from it. So it's like watching it in a vacuum. And it is interesting. It's like from a just sure. from a social aspect, seeing people lose their shit and like, <laughs> but with the safety of it not being the worst situation that it could be. Like if this was as powerful as SARS was, but was spreading at the same rate of Corona, yeah, that would be scary. Mm. Where like 25 to 40% of people that got it died, that would be actually something to get, you know, as opposed to two percent, which is still bad, I get, but it's it's safe enough that it's interesting in a spooky way. I feel like sure. I'm, I'm in my own episode of the Twilight Zone. No one's watching <laughs> the hands. It's weird. Hey, speaking of TV, yeah, Picard sucks. Do you want to talk about this now or next week? I mean, we're about to hit thirty minutes. We can get into this, but if we're light on content next next fortnight, no, I next just week. wanted I I just wanted to say it sucks. Just okay. a, just I've, got, I've got stuff. Just to quick talk general about statement. Yeah. <laughs> right, well. I'll talk about Picard next week then. Oh, we'll have a proper discussion. Because I think Alex, is, Alex and I are pretty much up to the same point as well. I don't think, Jordan, do you really care? Couldn't give less of a shit. Spoilers Correct. for Picard Would next week. would rather have coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, well, anything else, guys, before I play us out? Yeah. No. Cool. See you uh, next, see you on Monday for Spectre. Or, oh, wait, or no. no. We could do our socials. <laughs> no. No. Special. No, no we don't <laughs> do that here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just go listen to one of our old episodes. You can get all the stuff there. Tweet. There no, we'll do the thing. Uh, oh, you've made a point now. Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast. Or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Or go to facebook.com slash Second Take. Yes. Uh, Instagram. Yes, that's the one. Uh, second take TNC. Andrew, if I were to tweet you, what would I tweet you at? You can technically tweet at <laughs> A.S. Schossler. <laughs> I have tweeted three times in my life and they were all much more than eight years ago. Great. And Alex? Yes. If I were to tweet you. Oh, Alex underscore Dozer. And Dozer Z. with a Z. Or a Z if you're in Australia. Yes, I was speaking to our foreign listeners, which I'm hoping are in a worse place in a coronavirus sense than we are right now. No, that's mad. I hope we're all getting evenly infected. That's the politically correct thing to say. Thank you. I said I shouldn't be happy that China got hit hardest because that's mean. I hope that we take this as a, as a whole earth and come out stronger because of it. Jordan, how do I tweet you? You can tweet me at Jordan MSPP. Uh, still not yet blocked by Jim Cornette, but we're working on it. I've just called him Baby Dick. So let's see how we go. <laughs> I don't want to give my Twitter out today after what I just said. 
but I'm at Bastion James. Uh, please don't at me, I guess is a thing to say in this case. All right. <laughs> uh, website, secondtakepodcast.com. And you can choose an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com or support the show at patreon.com slash secondtake. We'll see you for some James Bond on Monday. Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia, and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Kabi Kabi, and Yugara people. Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands, and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures, and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.